home in our bodies and home in ourselves and home in our businesses where we can just feel that we can release our breath. We can stop holding our breath and be at home. I heard someone say, you're committing professional suicide. Hey, this is Aman and you are listening to a Think Ultimate podcast. Today we have Brenda Winkle with us. Brenda is a mindset empowerment coach and an energy healer based in Portland, Oregon area. She is the host and creator of the Waves of Joy podcast. Her mission is simple, to help people heal better. She says, you have something special that the world needs. The best way to heal the world is to help one person at a time. Find their purpose, their passion and their peace. So let's welcome our today's guest. Brenda Winkler. Brenda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Same here. Really glad to have you on the show and share your amazing experience with the audience. So let's jump on to the questions right away, Brenda. Tell okay. us something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Something interesting about myself that most people don't know is that um, I actually can hear and see and sense things from the other side. I sense and see and hear energies. And that's not something that I have talked a lot about until really recently. Okay, that's really something interesting. Please tell me (laughs) something more about that. Like, how does it happen? Well, it can happen any number of ways. It could be a flash of light. It could be that I see a form. And a lot of times, most often, it's something that I see in my mind's eye where I will get an impression of something. And then I often hear things. I will hear words. I'll hear sentences. And that's where a lot of my information comes from. Okay, so you are a superhuman in a different way. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool. Okay, so Brenda, how did you catch the entrepreneurial bug? How did you get into entrepreneurship? Oh my goodness. Well, I have an entrepreneurial spirit and I've had it since I was a young kid. I used to love babysitting and I was always trying to find odd jobs. And then when I became a teacher, I became a teacher, a music teacher. And I realized that the teaching wages in the United States were not going to allow me the lifestyle that I wanted. And I was still really committed to being a teacher, but I needed a way to actually pay the bills. And so I created businesses and side hustles from the very beginning of my teaching career. And that was a great way to supplement my income. And then I became more serious about my business in 2016 when I opened up my current business because it just is so fun for me. I just love it. And then in August of 2022, I let the teaching position go and I'm now a full-time entrepreneur. And I love it. I love the freedom. I love the creativity that is possible. and. I love the fact that I can pivot to fill the needs of the people that I'm working with. So I have done some pivots. Okay. So please tell us something more about your business. Like in the, like in the explaining way, like what do you do basically do? Basically, I mean, at, at the nuts and bolts level, I help people feel better. And what that means is I help people get in touch with the parts of themselves that 
they have had all along that they have outsourced. So many times the people that I work with say yes to everybody and everything around them. And they're not saying yes to themselves, to their dreams, their hopes, and even sometimes their needs. And so I help people put their focus back on that. And I do that through coaching, through courses, through healing sessions. And really, I always say you are your highest authority. And when I work with people, I make sure that by the time they're done working with me, they really believe that. Absolutely. Just like you mentioned that uh, we say yes to a lot of people, like we get overburdened by the commitments we made to other people, but we are not doing any kind of work or not. We are not like investing in ourselves to make our body feel better, to make our mental health better. So it's really important to say yes to yourself first, then others. Yes, exactly. It's so easy to overdraw the account of our life if we're not saying yes to ourselves. We just run out of gas. Absolutely. And to become a successful person, you have to say yes to yourself first. You have to invest in yourself. You have to do something which is not done by other people. You have to become unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And you have to stop people pleasing, really. I mean, and I think that this is a journey for a lot of us. And I feel like it comes in many, many layers. And the more layers I slough off of my own people pleasing, the more I realize, oh, there's still work to be done. And so I wonder if it's a lifelong process. (laughs) Yeah, there's always some work needs to be done. (laughs) Okay, so Brenda, in your opinion, what is the most important personality trait someone would need to work in the industry to be successful in your job? I think curiosity is a quality that is really, really important because when we're curious, we're willing to ask questions, we're willing to receive information, we're willing to receive feedback. And that is so important. If we're not willing to receive feedback from our peers, from our clients, our customers, then we're missing an opportunity to really serve. Absolutely. Getting feedback is really important. Like nowadays, people think of it as in a bad way. Like someone is giving you a feedback, like you have not done this thing in a good way. So you have to take it positively and work on that to make it more better. So whenever I do something, I really ask for feedback. Like, please tell me about the thing. Please tell me about the podcast. Which thing you like, which thing you didn't. So I can work on that and I can make that better. But people have different mindsets. They think it of in a bad way. (laughs) Right. And you know, the interesting thing about feedback is that sometimes we often are blind to our own greatest gifts. And if we open ourselves to feedback, a lot of times people around us will will bring things to the table that they see in us that we don't see in ourselves. Absolutely. Because you cannot see your own nose. <laughs> is the thing. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, Brenda, how did you manage to grow your business so far? I feel like being aligned. Like, and when I say aligned, I mean that my mission aligns with my action, aligns with my social media presence, aligns with my inner self. When all of those things are lined up, I think it just sort of creates a runway effect where it just, it snowballs on itself. And I feel like the more aligned I get, the faster it's growing. And 
that I think was the missing piece for some of those other years is that it was not in alignment. And that's why maybe it didn't grow. And I had to become unapologetic about doing what was right for me. Because, you know, if we're entrepreneurs, at the end of the day, it's just us and our business. And if we're doing something in our businesses that doesn't feel good to us, we're not going to do it as well as we would do other things. And there might be an energetic misalignment where it's hard for us to talk about that thing because we don't actually believe in it. Absolutely. When we believe in something that we can put our 100% mind to it. We can think of other better ways to do that same thing. But when you are 50 percent chances, your mind is getting distracted. You cannot do every. Uh, you cannot put your focus 100%. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, so Brenda, as everyone is dealing with some level of difficulties in the business, what are the most common difficulties you are currently facing? You know, I think that it is always a a journey in deciding what is really working and why. So, you know, as we rinse and repeat things that we're doing in our business, understanding that in this evolution of whatever it is that I'm doing, am I serving the needs of the people I'm working with? Number one. And number two, am I bringing in revenue by doing this work? Because if we're not bringing in revenue by doing the work, then we're not actually running a business. We're running an expensive hobby. And so being, yeah, keeping that in our mind too is really important. And a lot of people that I see and watch and observe and talk to have a difficult time charging when they're really beginning their businesses. And, you know, there's something that happens the moment that you really begin to charge a sustainable wage, sustainable for you as the business owner, that people begin to value you more. And I think that that might be the missing piece. We underprice ourselves and then we can't sustain, we can't sustain that work because if you're working for less than minimum wage in your business, there's no motivation to continue to work. You're going to burn out. Absolutely. So Brenda, one question I would love to ask you that, uh, how did you get the idea of starting this business? And how did you get your first client? Oh my goodness. This is a great question. And it's, it's probably a twisty, turny answer. So my current business came from the desire to pay forward and extreme kindness that had been paid to me. I left an abusive marriage in 2007, and I was surrounded by a community who uplifted me, who supported me, who gave physical things to me to to help me build a new life and just believed in me. And I realized that the way that this community lifted me up and supported me and helped me believe in my own power was something that I wanted to help other people to do. So the first course of action was to heal myself. And I don't mean heal myself. I mean, I needed to heal. And so I did all the work. I did the therapy. I did all the things. And then I became trained as a Reiki master in 2015. And that was how I got my first client was offering Reiki sessions. And at that time, my business model was an in-person model. And I would hold one-on-one sessions in, in a physical space. And it was word of mouth. It was talking to the people around me about what I was doing. And as this business has evolved and I've gone online and gone international, it's still word of mouth. 
And I think that there's something so powerful about building relationships because I feel like in my business, my business is relationship based. And and so taking time to know someone and allowing there to be that space to have conversations is really time well spent. Yeah. So just like you mentioned, you started with one-on-one coaching. So right now, are you doing some online sessions with a lot of people or are you doing some group sessions? I do all the things. I do some one-on-one sessions. I do some one-on-one in person. Most of my business is online. I offer group courses and group coaching. I am a big believer in that nobody wants to sit and get. And what I mean by that is... I have so many courses on my desktop that I have not finished because they're just like watch the video kinds of courses. And I really do intend to finish them one day. But I know that for me personally, I'm I'm much more invested when someone is leading me through a course, when there's a live call component. And so I offer live call components with all of my offerings because I just feel like, number one, it's a chance to build a relationship. And number two, it's a chance for me to answer the questions that are coming up in real time for people with hot seats and, and things like that. So, um, I offer all those things and I'm also offering in-person retreats where we get to have a little bit of really concentrated time together in the one-on-one space. There's a big difference between a live call and a course recorded, pre-recorded course. So when you have questions in the live call, you just ask the host, that I have this problem. You just said this. So what is the meaning of this? If I face this problem, they just solve that right on the spot. When you're watching a course, you don't you don't get full clarity on that thing. So that is the big difference. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So Brenda, what is your growth plan? What is what? A growth what plan? What is your growth plan? Yeah. My growth plan um, this year is focused on visibility. And so I am working with several different people on getting media exposure and being guests on podcasts. And so I was really thankful for your invitation to be on your podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, um, that thank that you for means, joining as well. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. I really appreciate it. Okay, so Brenda, what is the best piece of advice you've ever got? I think the best piece of advice that I've ever gotten was given from my grandmother. And it was a Shakespeare quote, to thine own self be true. Okay, exactly. That really has a good meaning behind it, because you have to be true to yourself. That's right. At the you know, at the end of the day, it's just you and the person in the mirror. And so if you're making decisions that don't feel aligned for you, it just feels bad. And it it leads to negative self-talk. And then we can get into beating ourselves up. And so just doing things from a place of integrity and authenticity is is hard to learn how to do sometimes for people, but it's so worth it. Absolutely. I'm also a big William Shakespeare fan and I've read a lot of his novels, including Macbeth, Hamlet and a lot of sonnets as well. So just to tell you, (laughs) I guess your grandmother was as well a fan of William Shakespeare and 
<laughs> yes. And I'm a Shakespeare fan too. I just, Ooh. I love that somebody who lived 400 years ago is still so relevant. I just love Absolutely. the message and the stories. It's just incredible. He is one of the best poets of all time. Like the novels he has written, the stories he has written. It's just amazing. Yes, agreed. 100%. <laughs> okay, so Brenda, and what is the worst piece of advice you have ever got? Oh, the worst piece of advice. Let me think about this. Um, hmm, that's a really good question. Let's see. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you're welcome. I think the worst piece of advice was, and it wasn't necessarily that the advice was bad, it was that it wasn't aligned for me. I remember when I was um, a Mary Kay sales director in um, in progress. And so you are working toward qualifying. And I remember someone saying, well, you can just buy enough product to make your monthly quota. And I chose to do that. And then I felt so out of alignment, so out of integrity and mm -hmm. so much shame around having done that, that it, it set me back a couple of months because I had to work through my own inner dialogue. And so <laughs> I think that, you know, anytime we're being coached or led or convinced to do something out of integrity for us is probably bad advice. Absolutely. You don't have to listen all of the advice that is given to you. You just have a look. You just hear them out, understand it. And uh, clarify if it's good for you, if it's bad for you. If it's good, listen to that. If it's bad, just let it go. Exactly. Say thank you so much for sharing. And that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, Brenda, if you had an extra $10,000 of budget, how would you spend it and why? An extra $10,000 per monthly budget or? Total $10,000 of budget. Oh, let's see. How would I spend it? I would spend it on people, on people and their ideas and hiring the team and, and creating a cohesive community to continue the forward motion. That's what I would do. That would be great. That would really be great. And, uh, okay, so, okay, so Brenda, what is your favorite quotation? Oh, my favorite quotation. Gosh, that's hard because there's so many of them that I really, really love. Um, let me think. I, I really love Maya Angelou because I think that she's so relatable. And there's one that I have posted in my office right now, which is that every human being really longs to feel at home wherever they go. And for me, I'm really focusing on this idea and feeling of home right now, home in the physical sense, but then home in our bodies and home in ourselves and home in our businesses, where we can just feel that sort of, we can release our breath, we can stop holding our breath and be at home. So for today, that will be my answer. <laughs> Absolutely. Being comfortable for whatever you are doing. Home is just a synonym for comfort. Yes, exactly. Okay, exactly. so Brenda, do you have a favorite quote? 
uh, yeah, I do have. You become what you put your mind to. Mm, that's good. Yes, yes, yes. I agree with that completely. <laughs> Just like you have become a really good coach. You have been thinking for it for a really long time. You have been dreaming for it. So you become what you put your mind to. Yes, yes. Thank you. Okay, so uh, Brenda, what is your favorite hobby? Like what you do every day? I love to walk. I love to see the seasons and get outside and you can find me hiking or walking every day, um, no matter what the weather is, unless it's icy. And then if it's like physically <laughs> not safe for me to go outside, then I won't. But um, otherwise, always walking and I'm in nature every chance I get. I see whether some people define it as a depressing weather. Do you feel so? You know, at one point in time, my answer would have been yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I I moved to Portland, Oregon in 2021. And it rains a lot and it's gray a lot in Portland. And what I've learned is that if we externalize our happiness and make it dependent on our outside circumstances, then our happiness is not really our own. And so it's such a gift to have lived in a climate where it's a lot of gray days, like more than half of our days in the course of a year are gray, 220 on average are gray days. And learning to be happy independent of what's going on around me has been such a gift. And so um, I do scaffold that I will say I have like the full spectrum light bulbs in the lamps on my bedside so that I'm always getting enough of those <clears throat> beautiful daylight uh, vibes so that I'm not I'm not prone to depression and then I make sure I'm eating well and moving and drinking lots of water even in those cold dark rainy icy days absolutely you don't have to get your happiness from something else you have to be happy from your inside. Like some people have some problems and they think, why is this happening to me? Everything's happening to me. My life is really so bad. So even if the tire gets punctured, they say that my tire is getting flat and all these problems I'm facing. But they don't think that there are a lot of people, millions of people who don't have what they have. And they have the reason to be happy every day. That's right. So that is the main thing. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I teach people to use appreciation like a vehicle to move from a negative emotion towards a more positive emotion. And when I say use it as a vehicle, I mean, if you're feeling bad, it's not wrong to feel bad, but feeling bad feels bad. And so if you can find anything to appreciate, it will begin to elevate that emotion. Absolutely. I have a saying, someone said it, I don't remember the name, but they said, if something good happens, become happy for five minutes and get on to work. If something bad happens, uh, become like sorry for five to 10 minutes and then again, get on to work. Yes, exactly. So, exactly. Uh, uh, Brenda, if you were to write a book about yourself, how would you name it? Oh, that's a good question. I wrote one book and I called it Empower Her one word um yeah empower her and let's see how would i name it i think i would call it something like authenticity or path to integrity or something like that because i feel like for me 
when I learned to really stop people pleasing and to live life because I felt lit up by what I was doing, it just everything else unlocked from that. And so I feel like there's there's something about integrity or authenticity there for me. Okay, so Brenda, when you were starting in your entrepreneurial journey, when you decided to become a coach, was there any person that told you you don't have to become a coach, you can do this thing, you can become this, you can work in a job? <laughs> because oh, a lot 100%. of people. They're still telling me that because I left a 26 year career. Um, And so, yeah, there's a lot of people who still say you should do this or you can come do this job. Or even I heard someone say you're committing professional suicide by leaving the field. I left and I was like, oh, I know that's supposed to hurt me. But if if me following my dream is professional suicide, then that's not a profession for me. Absolutely. So whatever you do, you have to become the best in your field. It's not you have to do a job. You have to become an entrepreneur. You have to become a designer. You just have to be the best. Yeah, just the best you, the best you that you can be. Exactly. So Brenda, one last question. What advice you would give to the young entrepreneur starting in your field? Like who want to become a coach? I would say ask a lot of questions. Ask, ask questions and be willing to listen to the answers and do a lot for free at the beginning because it builds up your confidence. And then you also have testimonials and you have people who believe in you. And so I think that there's a lot of people in coaching who do that and they're very, very successful. When they ask questions, they start for free. And then use those testimonials to turn it into something else. And there's something that happens to us mentally when we've practiced something. We feel more confident. And so there's so much goodness that comes from just getting in there, getting your hands dirty, trying, practicing, and then figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Absolutely. It's it's just trial and error method. You You do everything, what works for you, what works not. You just go with the thing which works and you just focus on it 100% and become the best version of yourself in that. I agree. I have loved this conversation. I've loved it. I'm just curious, how did you get into this work? Uh, Actually, I was just uh, watching a lot of podcasts and you know Joe Rogan, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was not watching, friends, but I know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was just uh, watching his podcast. I've seen David Goggins. I've seen Elon Musk come on his podcast and share a lot of valuable things to the people. And uh, I was seeing there are a lot of young entrepreneurs who are just confused. Like they don't know what to do. They are trying to do everything, but they are not focusing on one thing. So they are failing in 100 things rather than focusing on one thing and becoming the best. So I thought having some people who are successful in different fields, in different kinds of things like coaches, be it coaches, be it realtors, be it uh, different, different people who are just sharing a lot of experiences. So there are a lot of people like this in India and all over the world. So I want to share this message with them and uh, they can learn a lot of new things. Like I have a guest, Benjamin John. So he was a business partner of Grant Cardone and Bradley. You know them? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, okay, Grant Cardone is a billionaire. 
in real estate and he has like 4.1 million followers so i had a chat, really good chat with him and he had he was a mentor he has been writing a book the misguided mentor so he was telling how everything was how how our surrounding is mentoring us how everyone is telling you stuff and you are becoming that version because everyone around you your friends your parents your teachers they are telling you something and you are trying to do that thing that's why you need a mentor who is in the place where you want to go so that was an amazing conversation including you you have shared a lot of valuable knowledge for the audience and it's been a great pleasure having you on the show thank you so much for having me and just a great time with you and looking forward to having such an amazing time with you again i look forward to that too i just love this conversation and i love the work that you're doing and i think thanks it's so important so thank you thanks a lot and the work you are doing you're helping people like a lot of clients you may have and they would be grateful having you as their coach thank you So uh, thanks a lot Brenda for coming once again and uh, thank you You're welcome thank you